Alright, hello and welcome <clears throat> to the sixth episode of the Extreme Exchange. It's been a while, I took a break. But hey, we all do it, so it's a lot of time now. Anyway, uh, these are my friends from school. This is Elliot, this is Daryl. Hello. So, uh, I knew them since uh, Sec 3, and uh, we just OID it, so it's been like, what? Two, four, six, six years. years? Wow, six years. Yeah, okay, so um, Elliot, my dear friend, studying medicine overseas, and uh, Daryl studying dentistry. So, the premise, right, is who's Andrew Tate? And uh, I'll start by saying Andrew Tate is a controversial figure that emerged this year, right? It's a this year thing. Uh, and his contra- controversial opinions and takes on his on social issues are what brought him to fame. Now. A lot of videos circulating of him in like interviews or podcasts or whatever um, circulating around social media. And this brought mostly bad attention, I think, but uh, and then of course there's good attention as well. Uh, so before this whole audio, he was a uh, professional kickboxer, right? World mm-hmm. champion. Uh, I'd say a pretty respectable career. <clears throat> yeah. So three times. Three times. Yeah. So um, I preface this entire podcast by saying this: okay, as with all controversial issues, it can get very heated and go out of control quite easily. Okay. So I'm gonna frame the entire discussion like this: Andrew Tate has takes on a lot of things. Okay. He talks about a lot of issues. And no one person is correct 100% of the time. Okay, do we agree on that? And no one person has a sizable following that is also completely wrong 100% of the time. Okay? So, I think the right way to go about talking about him is to analyze specific takes that he has and then see what value there is in that particular take. Okay? Just because he's wrong on one issue doesn't mean that he's wrong on all issues. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't mean his other opinions are invalid either, and vice versa. I also want to add that you can agree with Andrew Tate's views on some things without agreeing to everything that he says. Okay, okay. and then, uh, which is a common mistake like, that most people make. It's like, what, you support Andrew Tate? Ah, oh, shit, dude, it means you, you think you agree with every single thing he said. Oh, and that's, that's a terrible way of dealing with it. Yeah, and finally, for anyone watching, um, there's limited time on the podcast, okay? And there's an infinite number of things that Andrew Tate has said that we could cover. So if we don't cover something that you wanted to see, then uh, yeah, too bad. You can just ask me in the comments or whatever. Alright. Why do you think uh, Andrew Tate has risen to such popularity in such a short amount of time? I think like, okay, I think there are, few, there are like three or four reasons. One, he's very clippable. Okay. Mm. He makes sure he he makes sure that he phrases his, his things in a, in very nice sound bites. Like it, I think it's I, I think I, does it intentionally. I don't believe it's intentional. Wow. Like, at, at first it may not be intentional, but now that, he, that he's risen from it, that he's he's understood the power of how of how TikTok works and how social media can um, quote you and make, make you into very uh, quotable person. He intentionally phrases his stuff in such in very nice sound bites that uh, get viral easily. Wow, that's so. And also, he, he, he says things in, a, in the most extreme way possible. So yes. the, the base point may be reasonable, but he uses these crazy like, Yeah, he's, he kind of get away with it, but like, at the yeah. same time, it's Yeah, that's, that's my second point. He's, he's, he's very hyperbolic in the way he talks mm-hmm. about stuff. Yeah. And the third one is that he, I mean, he's naturally very charismatic, and he talks very fast. He doesn't start to... Yeah, he, he talks very yeah, fast, he's charismatic, like, and he uses... Possible. And his, his accent itself already makes him sound... I, I wouldn't say smart, but confident. He, yeah, he sounds confident. So it, it, 
like it makes people want to be like him because they, they think they see him and it and they, and they think damn he's talk he's he, he's talking uh, like he's talking so well he must know his shit mm-hmm. and that's why people uh, that's why if uh, people find his his points very easy, uh, very his talking points uh, they want to repeat it mm-hmm. because they want to sound like him so mm-hmm. they use the exact same phrasing and uh, and they talk the exact same way because they think that by doing that they can sound like him and I don't know maybe they want to emulate him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think that he has mastered the art of like yeah. being clippable. He's a very good the, strategist. The, clip, the clickbait, like <coughs> literally, he's like he's like if if a headline was personified, it'd just be it'd just be entertaining. Yeah, and look at all quotes. <laughs> look at how his TikTok vids are like all like mm. his TikTok videos are very um like the titles Andrew Tate on blah 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 Tate and then uh, colon and then in quotes whatever he says. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's so good at um, making sure that he has like he has mm. something that can easily cut out and like mm. put into a clip. Okay, so I mean I I agree with you on this point, but I also think right that not everybody who talks a lot of smack and in such a way can become as successful as him. And I think that it's like it's two pronged. The first one is the fact that he's so confident, so charismatic, so easily quotable and whatnot. But the second thing I feel uh, is that there is a hunger for such a for his kind of message, as in that's that's. I feel that um, the Andrew Tate phenomenon is somewhat similar to the Donald Trump phenomenon, which is the like this this whole um, like a few years ago uh, there was a huge push for feminism and and uh, like the breaking down of masculinity and traditional male roles and whatnot. Now he and says then, things that other people are thinking, but they don't want to say. Yeah, mm, Trump yeah. and him are very, very similar. Yeah. And then, yeah. and 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 okay, I w- I would even compare his content to like, like Jordan Peterson's kind of, uh, like, f- like clean your room kind of shit. Like, um, and so, I I want I want to talk about um, whether Andrew Tate's content is currently filling a hole in society that was, is was previously, uh, carved out by third wave feminism and. Um, yeah, like the breaking down masculine roles. I feel like, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think there were, there's a subset of men that definitely felt left behind. They felt bitter when um, women started to want to reclaim, like not even reclaim, just claim the power that uh, men had been taken away from them for like centuries, basically. <clears throat> and they want, they felt that, uh, like, they felt bitter that what was once theirs for them to control has now become. Uh, extremely controversial they were to do the exact same things they were doing like maybe like 20 years ago mm. and Andrew Tate has become like the the shining light the savior. Of, yeah mm. exactly like the, sh- the shining light of these kind of men and because he's so extreme right he captures like the like the like the extreme side of people and then maybe the less extreme side of people yeah. I think why he has so many followers and why so many people support him because like you said people who can articulate the point very well but talk much baloney will not get as, many, mm. as much fame as him so the reason why he does have this fame is because I mean I think it's because he says things that no one else dares to say but they're all feeling in their heart so like you said third wave feminism came along and then you know the women who tried to reclaim power over their own rights and stuff some people overdid it, mm. so that so 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 now they tr- they are trying to push for the fact that you know women actually should control more than 
what they should actually control. They're trying to say women should have even more than equal say. They should have this and that. And they should be allowed to just stay at home and work and have all these say in the matter. So Andrew Tate is just defending this group of men who are, you know, yeah, they feel like, they feel pretty shit about this whole situation recently. And that's why so many people are like responding so well because no one else, else dares to say it and says it in such a strong way like it. Yeah. I would say, right, that um, what, uh, what happened, like namely with, let's say, the, the idea of toxic masculinity, right, the fact that, that um, people were criticizing like traditional masculinity and being, having to be stoic and strong, like in the male sense, um, and like have power essentially. Right, there was this pushback, and then and then it went over the edge, right, to the point where feminine males were the ones that were being like celebrated, so to speak, like like with the with the with the the yeah, like exactly. the creation of like like not creation, but the surfacing of people like James Charles, for example, um, even like the celebration of more feminine males like Timothy Chalamet, uh, Harry Styles, like with the. Dude, have you seen Terry Styles in the dress? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think he rocks it though. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't uh, think there's any issue, but it's the, it's the over-celebration of this. And then, and then what people thought, right, was that this was true liberation for men. That now men, having broken the, bar- the, the, the restrictive barriers of, of traditional masculine rules would be more free to express themselves. But then I felt like what happened was that, that since men are... are temperamentally masculine, like the class, the, the majority of them, uh, they now felt like, wait, this is not what I want. And then this is like so awkward for me and now everybody's celebrating this feminine males, but then where did all the masculinity go? And then Andrew Tate comes along and says, boom, you need to, you need to take care of your woman. <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of thing. And I then, think the problem is that yeah. is the rise of these feminine men is not a problem. Is that is the other hand that the the masculine man and masculinity in general is being weaponized. So, so now they are they are looking down on people who are overly masculine and to- mm. and they call it toxic toxic masculinity. I don't deny the fact that if gay men or like Harry Styles want to act feminine, they can do that, and if that makes them happy, then everyone you know all for it, right? But you should not be like flaming masculine men because of the rise of feminine men you should just accept everyone for who they are and personally i i believe in the dynamic of the men being more masculine so for example and obviously that because that runs with the fact that physically i mean that this is a fact that men are stronger than women right so if it wouldn't it make more sense for the men to take the more masculine role most of the time if he's physically stronger and you know that kind of thing so that's just my viewpoint but, you know, not, not saying I actually said this, but, like, for example, if you say, oh, I, de- I think I can definitely be this girl in badminton because she's, you know, she's a girl. People are, like, flaming it for saying, oh, you know, like, uh, that's so misogynistic, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying I definitely can. I, but, like, I'm saying that, me saying that, it's not completely untrue also because, I mean, if she's a national player and she beats me, that's fair play, right? Because, you know, she's better than me. She's levels better than me. So that's fine. That's fine. But if you take the average badminton male and female, I think we all know who's going to win. So, but some people refuse to accept that because they're so deluded and obsessed with the fact that there must be complete equality between men and women. They, they, they don't even look at the fact that there are physical differences that cannot be denied. Yeah. 
they'll, just like, got, they'll just get cancelled. No. I feel like Trump like led the way like because he he was the first one that like he made truth like valueless. Like you didn't have it. Like you didn't have to spout the truth for you to be popular because he he lied constantly. I think Andrew Tate just took that to the next level by saying by by just it's, it's not even truth anymore. It's just um stuff that is blatantly like more. It's not even. Because for in terms of Trump, there's, there's facts and there's lies, right? But Andrew Tate is dealing more in the realm of like morality and like stuff like that. So he, he takes that to the next level and just, say, and, just says, and just says stuff that is blatantly, like stuff you wouldn't even think about saying, and just says it. And by him, making it, by him saying it and being so popular, it makes the extremes much more normalized so that people like, start, to, start to shift. Yeah, right? he, yeah. Starts to, he starts to shift where, what we, what, where people are thinking from like, here all the way to the right, so that the left becomes like becomes very weird. Yeah. So the downside of that is yeah. The downside of that is that people who, for example, are clinically depressed or really identify as feminine, like guys, <coughs> they suffer. So that's the downside of his way of talking. But the upside is that yeah, there's a general shift in mindset because of how much influence he has to restore this masculine man not being bad, not being a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, I, I. Well, it's tough to fully quantify it, but I, I think that uh, that the, the the feminism stuff like pulled to the extreme first, and then so so there was a, a a strong pull to one side, and then with the with the surfacing of people like Andrew Tate, I don't want to say that it balanced out because that's kind of like saying that he was yeah it's hard to quantify it's hard to quantify lah. But at the same time, you know, if it was only on one side, then it would be way too skewed, really. Uh, then, then you have, you have, like, you have, so, so the, the opposite of Andrew Tate is accepting that everybody, uh, if they decide that they are depressed, they are depressed. That kind of thing. And, and telling people that, yeah, you know, it's okay, like, okay. It's more than okay to be depressed. Like, like you know, you should, in fact, you should, yeah, it's to Except, the point that yeah, it's yeah. even like it's kind of cool to be depressed. Yeah, some people, yeah, do. correct that kind of thing. Yeah. So you know, the the it's two extremes line. I think Andrew Tate simply provides uh, a large stone in the other scale. Whether it balances out, I'm not so sure. Whether Andrew Tate is is kind of pushing it too far now, um, I'm also unable to quantify. But I guess the the right response lah for the for the non like for the people who are genuinely trying to figure out what's going on is to uh, take his words with pinch of salt, see where his views are valuable and then apply them. Yeah. yeah, so you think what's what you agree with and then you disagree what you you disagree with. Mm. And you find a middle ground. Yeah. And then that's probably the best yeah. route, right? The problem with society now is that <clears throat> uh, like people are looking for a way to for someone for a way to like they don't necessarily know what their own opinions are. So they find someone who whose opinions are really fully formed with Solid talking points behind them, so that they can uh, to get behind. Mm. Which is why it's so like instead of there being like a sizable amount of people in the middle ground and like some people in the, and like it should be a normal distribution curve, right? But I say it's like it's like two peaks in the, in the, in both extremes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, the thing that really gets me right is that <clears throat> I I really hate it when conversations devolve into just are you are you Andrew Tate supporter or are you not Andrew Tate supporter. That's the most stupid thing to ask somebody because 
Nobody is fully Andrew supporter. Nobody is fully not Andrew Tate supporter. There's, there is, I refuse to find somebody, I refuse to admit that somebody exists out there who disagrees with 100% of what Andrew Tate says. It's just, it's, it's not possible. So that's the thing, right? It's like, like uh, and this is the reason why I directed the conversation this way all this time. Uh, it's because I personally feel like the, the focus of conversations around Andrew Tate's views should never ever be about whether, um, like, like, you, you support Andrew Tate as a person or not. It should just be his ideas, and then you separate the wheat from the chaff, and then you extract what is good, and you throw away what's bad, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, you do it that way. And and yeah. then it, it it fights against like this this whole like following people like wholesale like and then pushing to the extremes stuff, you know, yeah. But to defend Andrew Tate, right, I think the reason why he doesn't... He's a smart guy, obviously. So the reason why he doesn't phrase his words more carefully and find a more reasonable middle ground that everyone will agree with is because he knows that if he does it in such a gentle way, Mm -hmm. society will not react accordingly. And the people who are still feminine and have all these, you know, toxic men are... I mean, masculine men are bad views will just continue thinking that. So he needs a very large punch to, like, make a very clear point, a very like stunning point that will like get people like to start thinking. That's why he says it like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So he like he, it's not that he doesn't change his work I mean, he does. But he intentionally chooses to phrase his his words in a way that that's that's so sad, isn't it? It's quite I, I feel like as much as it is what it is, right? I'm just sad that like it's it's to a point where this is how we this is how society has to be shaped. Like you have to be this kind of personality to even get people to bear an eye or like yeah to make any form of change which I don't know I I don't know how to feel because on one hand I feel like uh, yeah I don't know when you're when you're so extreme right your your the good you create is is huge but so it's the the yeah, because, yeah. because people are stubborn. It's, it, it, yeah, he, he accounts for the fact that people... Are, yeah. he, like, his extremity just makes his message lose all nuance. There's no nuance in his messages. Thank you everybody so much for watching. I am uh, satisfied with this with this discussion about Andrew Tate. Uh, thank you to both of you for being here as well. And I'll uh, see you in the next episode of The Extreme Exchange. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for having us, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>